1: Hello and welcome. It's our bonus Q&A episode of Books of the Year. Daniel Finkelstein is here. Um, Hitler, Stalin, Mum and Dad is the title of his family memoir, which we discussed in our previous podcast. Go back and listen to that uh, if you want to hear Danny talk about um, his current book. So this is the Q&A. Um, these are the questions with slight variations that we ask uh, every time we have an author with us. Question number one, Daniel, what is the last book that you really, really enjoyed reading? And the second really is quite important. It's not just something that you thought was pretty good, but that you maybe recommended to other people.
0: I really, really enjoyed reading Damon Centola's book, Change. So I'm a real sucker for um, social psychology books, books on how people think, Robert Cialdini's Influence, for example, amazing, amazing book. And this, uh, that book kind of spoiled me for lots of other books because it covers so much, but this is new. Uh, this book, Damon Centola's Change, is about how political views or other views spread from one person to another lots of uh, experimentation and how and where tipping points are i thought it was really good it was very well written and unlike a lot of books of this kind it got it got going it made its point he made the point and got out and sometimes <laughs> you feel like i've really thank you very much i really is that a nice way of that. saying
2: it's not very long it's not
0: yeah long. but it's, it's it's not it's not like a tiny book but it's just lots of books particularly american books actually i find they really are twice as long as they need to be Um, physical physical book or ebook what would you prefer so I I read ebook almost exclusively and the reason for that is because uh, I want to carry it around I've probably got 2,000 books on my Kindle Uh, I I like to get the books immediately when I know that I want them Um, and I so I have my Kindle with me constantly and I that's the best way but I have to admit that when the proof for this, my book, uh, Hitler, Stalin, Mum and Dad came to me. I had to read it in physical form because it wasn't obviously in an e-book. Uh, I wanted to read what it looked like on the page. And I really enjoyed doing that. So I wonder whether I haven't um, been making a bit of an error. It is There is something very nice about the physical book. But, you know, mainly for reasons of practicality. Because I like to cover it around, you know, carry it around. I used to drive my wife crazy. Do I take... Both volumes of a book on De Gaulle on holiday when they're, you know, <laughs> six hundred pages long, and then she would just go shut up. <laughs> um, so I've now solved this problem by just having them on ebook.
1: The great thing about the physical copy, though, is that you can underline, and I I always yeah. have my pen, and I always so your book, I'm afraid, is is underlined and uh, questions written at the back and all kinds of things you so can't.
0: I've got a family thing where uh, my grandfather Alfred, who collected many many books, absolutely hated underlining things or writing he wouldn't mark the book at all he thought it was sacrilegious basically and so when the nazis come and they they do something called pulsed they take everyone's property they took all of his books and and they kept him in this warehouse and afterwards it was possible to identify what they were not many people had his sort of book he couldn't get them back because he hadn't marked any of them so i think his sort of family thing i hate i remember sitting on the tube and a person had a book on Catholicism. I still can still remember them because it was so painful this moment. And he had a red pen. He took a ruler out and he underlined And when he did underline it, I inadvertently went <gasps>
1: <gasps> <gasps> so, so what do you think? Because I've underlined look, yeah,
0: Well, it's alright because that's the proof edition, right? So you're allowed to. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Is there, Daniel, is there a book that stands out from your childhood for being particularly
0: inspirational or meaningful? Well, um, look, like a book that means a lot to me, it, this is a, a very idiosyncratic choice, but it does, is Winnie the Pooh. Excellent. Right. So if you wanted a book that summarises the whole human condition with brilliant wit, whose gentle whose gentle humour, first of all, really strongly reminds me of my mum, which is always a good thing about anything, but it, whose gentle humour really says what it means without hammering it too hard... That is it, really. I think that's an amazing book. So that has definitely influenced both my sort of attitude to humanity and my way of writing. Um, but as I begun to become, you know more interested in sort of serious books, certainly "To Kill a Mockingbird" was an, a, an amazing influence. Just how compelling that was, and that's the first book I read to the end, and I thought, I can't believe I finished this book, so I started again. Just uh, just
1: before Matt does the one, are you therefore on Winnie the Pooh, are you Eeyore or Tigger? Which would you be naturally
0: No, I, I would like to think of myself as Pooh, really. Winnie the oh, Pooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm probably more like Piglet. Uh <laughs> and um you know, but uh yeah, I, I I don't think um but you see people who are Eeyore the whole time, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not Eeyore. I'm definitely, if that's a spectrum, I'm definitely at the Tigger end, definitely. Okay.
2: okay. Um, you've uh, you've lived and breathed politics Um, and we've had political writers on this podcast, we've had politicians on this pro- po- podcast and they all seem to answer this question the same way, so I'm intrigued as to how you're going to answer it. Are you drawn to
0: political memoirs and stories or do you avoid them? No, no, I'm drawn to them. And, ah. and one of the most uh, interesting... Uh, interesting projects i've in, been involved in is uh, i've set for myself was to read one biography of every prime minister so i sat i basically not in chronological order i did them around i finished with jim callahan i think but i did start with robert walpole and i read there are two or three prime ministers there aren't biographies of i use the national dictionary of biography for them but for most people there are with in varying qualities biographies and that was amazing it meant that i and was able to create a historical grid and so for example one my wife and i went to jane austen's house and i thought okay she was when she was writing that was when lord liverpool had just become prime minister spencer percival's just been assassinated you 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 um you can work out what was happening in the world of any event of history once you created this grid so reading a biography of every prime minister was an amazing project
2: but it's, so that's obviously historical, but would you be interested in political memoirs of, say, you
0: know, more um, current politics? Uh, yeah, so I've just read Wes Streeting's book, which I found really, really interesting, actually. Um, and I um, I do read them. Uh, I don't read, abs- you know, there's some politicians, I'm not that interested in them. And I don't read everybody's memoirs. I really like diaries. Uh, they can be really good. Um, so I i would say i'm sort of half on that yeah the biographies i've read memoirs less often
1: we always like to surprise i guess if possible with a question from a fan uh so we have a little voice note here from uh from times radio someone you know very well this is matt chorley hi simon hi matt and hi to danny now as you know danny i'm a huge fan of all of your writing but particularly this book. And one of the, the things that went through my mind when I was reading it is so one of the real tragedies is that as a result of the events and the story that you tell, there were far fewer Danny Finkelsteins in the world than there should be. And uh, and that makes me sad. But what I'd like to know is in the course of all the research for the book, did you find out things about your family, about your mum and your dad, uh, that didn't make the book, but your your pleas that the process of writing the book
2: helped to unearth?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I... Didn't want to tell every mi- follow every minor detail and every minor person because then it would be difficult for people to work out who was who in the book. But my, uh, my grandfather's uh, brother dies, my, my paternal grandfather dies in Iran building the Ir- Iran Railroad of Typhus. Uh, and at the time that he dies, I see from the correspondence that his wife was actually living with someone else uh and um my grandfather never could forgive uh his sister-in-law for that uh betrayal um and um I thought about putting that in a book because it's obviously very interesting and I didn't want to kind of avoid something that was difficult for the family uh but actually in the end it didn't fit just because I'd have had to do so much explanations mm. to who the people were uh, but I I sort of knew that I knew that my grandfather my grandmother had a low view of her sister-in-law but I'd not really fully understood it until I read it in the correspondence.
2: Is there a writer um, where you will always always pick up their work always pick up their winner it doesn't matter what they're writing about you will definitely pick up that book?
0: So I'll always read everything that Robert Harris writes Mm. Um, that's partly because I think he's brilliant and partly because he's a friend and we often talk about his view of books so I'm always interested when they're going to come out. Um, From people I don't know I try and read everything thing that i can lay my hands on unfortunately he's now no longer alive of david halberstams uh, they're quite long books but the best and the brightest for example is an amazing uh, book as is his book the powers that be about the rise of the media uh they the way that he and about baseball the way that he writes about these things is totally brilliant and so that has been quite influential on my style everything so i try and read everything that he- when
1: robert harris was last on the podcast i remember him we asked him about whether he'd be quite happy not never to read the Bible or the Book of Common Prayer ever again, and he <laughs> sounded very chuffed that he wasn't going to have to inhabit the Puritan mind for his next book.
0: I know. I felt with this Desert Island Discs thing, they always go, we'll, we'll obviously give you the complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible, and you're thinking, can I have something else? (laughs) Would that be all right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We always like to find out
1: um, about writing process. We've had a few hints. In fact, when you were talking about uh, Robert Harris's ordering of your suggestions about how you should uh, order your notes. But as a journalist, do you...
0: Are you instinctively drawn to deadlines? Do you work well with deadlines, or do you revolt against them? No, have to have a deadline. Um, and my great feeling, it's like being late. Um, being late is pointless, because you still have to get there, and it still takes you just as long, right? So you may as well be on time. It's just as easy. And um, exactly the same thing is true with deadlines. You may as well deliver it to the deadline, since you're going to have to do the work anyway. And what's the point in leaving it and being a year late or three months late? So I... I, I Deadlines are very important to me, and doing the I did this book in a journalistic way, so I, it was quite daunting to me. I have not written a, a big book like this before. The book I had before was was I did edit and wrote lots in, but it wasn't, you know, it was a book of columns. So it's the first project of this kind I've taken on, and it and it's difficult to kind of sit glue yourself to the seat for long enough with all the other things that you're doing and make sure that it's good enough. And each day you write a thousand words, but not a thousand. Of any words, they've got to be a thousand good words. They've got to be a thousand words that you can live with and print. And then someone can read four years later on a podcast and you can <laughs> think, OK, I don't mind having written that. So it, it, it's, um, yeah, deadlines are very important in that. If I hadn't had a deadline to write to, I'd probably never have finished it. And um, how do you
2: order your bookshelves, daniel? is it is it a complete mess? Is it done by color? Is it done by author? How how do, we, how do we
0: Okay, so um I have areas of certain topics. All the Prime minister's books go in one area. I've tried to put all the American books in another area, but one of the problems I've got is I've got so many books um that I've now double banked them, and it's a bit difficult. And I've been thinking about the fact that it's quite hard to find some of the books that I'm looking for so i have to just i stare at them a lot so that i memorize double what
2: ban- uh, does double banked in that
0: uh, well they put one book and then another book on the shelf in front oh, of I the see, book right. <laughs> um, so uh because otherwise i wouldn't um have enough space uh so and i'm you know i'm not gonna not have them um so yeah i don't i when people color code them my son's done that sometimes and i sort of I don't understand how you would do them, do them like that. So I've not done that, no. Uh,
1: we just got time for one uh, question each before we're done. Um, if you went back to university, if you were granted another year or three years or whatever, what would you study?
0: History. I studied uh, economics and I'd study history. I love it. I realise that's You know, if I was studying it for passion. Right? So obviously my, my, my middle son is studying Design engineering that is an amazing subject. If I had the capacity to do that, I'd love to do that. My dad was an engineer, my brother's an engineer. I'd love to be able to have, and my sister's got a degree in engineering as well. I'd love to have the capacity to do that. I don't think I do, but um, so if I was doing it vocationally, I would try and see whether I could do that because I can do the maths. Uh, I'd have to do the physics and that'd be harder. Um, but my sister, um, as I say, my sister can do it, but my but but I but as a for pleasure, I'd do history.
2: So, if we're going to talk about history, let's finish with a history question. If there was anyone from history that you could do a sit-down, in-depth interview with, who
0: would it be? God, there are so many people, but I think reading all the books on the prime ministers reveals the centrality of Pitt the Younger. I think if you were trying to cut to cover as as long a. Pl- Historical political period and understand the political motivations for it. He would be the person that you would do it. Obviously, more contemporary figures are, you'd obviously love to meet, John F. Kennedy or you know Robert Kennedy. That, though I'm fascinated by the Kennedys or even Nixon, right? But I think um, I think if I wanted to get a view of British history, Pitt the Younger. Did he invent income tax? Yes. Uh, well, he, he did. Yeah, he was certainly was one of the people I who introduced think. it. Yeah, but it was more that um, lots of um, sort of political leaders, because he was prime minister for so long, so you know were either Pittites or influenced by Pitt or opposed to Pitt. He shaped a lot of politics for a very long period of time, and really kind of quite a lot of the modern conservative movement, as well as obviously the Napoleonic uh, conflicts as well. So I think he would have been. You know, really, really interesting figure. Uh,
1: Daniel Finkelstein's book is Hitler Stalin Mum and Dads, published by Harper Collins. It's out now, it's in the charts, so you know, hurry, hurry. You can hear him discuss that book in our other podcast if you haven't got it got to it already. we will be back next week for another books of the year, going to be joined by international best selling author Lisa Jewell. Thank you for listening and we'll see you then.